What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody, rugged, resilient, and timeless. What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there, but Mercedes is what moves you, like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric, the feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQ. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour in this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Busy first two hours exploring the Tom Brady retirement speech or video. What's next for him? Is Fox going to be able to use him at the Super Bowl? Marcellus Wiley, former All-Pro defensive end, will stop by. We'll talk about the Broncos. They got their coach. At least we think they got their coach. They had to give up a little bit to get him. And uh, Sean Payton going to Denver. And also D'Amico Ryans, the former defensive coordinator with the 49ers, will be going to the Texans. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to those on chat row. Those watching on Peacock, that's our streaming partner. Thank you for downloading the app and watching this program for free and our radio affiliates around the country. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. The NFL Super Bowl odds for next year are out. This according to DraftKings. The Chiefs are your favorites, followed by the Bills, the Niners, Eagles, and then you have a large gap where the Lions, Jags, Broncos, Dolphins, and Ravens are all at plus 3,000. Denver was at plus 4,000 yesterday, but with the hiring of Sean Payton, they bumped up a little bit. The big news, of course, came at around 8.30 Eastern this morning. Marvin said to me, we're having our morning meeting, just talking about all the things that we will try to get to on the show. He said, Tom Brady's retiring. I said, no, that was a year ago on this date. He retired. He goes, no, 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 there's a video. I said, there was a video last year. We'd already gotten past this. Tom was playing where next year? Not if, but when. And I said, wait a minute. And then I saw the video. And here it is, Tom Brady on the beach in Florida. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. If you only get one super... Emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, uh, really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors, 
Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. And when he says he wouldn't change a thing, it stood out. Of, of everything that he said there, it stood out. Because I thought if he could have changed not playing last year, would he have changed it? Jeff Darlington, the ESPN reporter who knows Brady well, said, I think he had to go through this last year. Like almost to say, now I can move on. And when you think about what was at stake, if uh, his marriage was at stake, uh, if that was hanging in the balance and he decided that he was still going to play football, you know, you almost have to, you're the last person to know when it's time to go, it feels like. Like at the, at the party, you know, there's the guy and you go, I think somebody better help him you know, understand it's time to leave. Tom almost had to go through all of this, and I don't know off the field, because you saw he wore that on his face at every press conference. But, you know, it wasn't a good year. They won the division. He threw, he had more pass attempts than anybody. And, but it, it didn't, they didn't feel threatening at all. And it's almost like he had to feel it and see it, think it, believe it, and then go, all right, I did leave everything I could leave out there. Now, now I can you know, put a period at the end of this career, an exclamation point. But, I mean, all, there's so many players who have been like that that I've covered. Kobe was like that. Like Kobe, you know, like I, it was all-encompassing. It was the quest to be great. How can I be greater? And then all of a sudden you realize that's it. This is it. Tom understanding that. Uh, you know, down through the years, great players where they go, okay, this is it. Now, sometimes it's by injury. Well, Tom's wasn't by injury. And we started to be, you know, opening the hypothetical door of, okay, 49ers, the Raiders. Uh, you know, now we're hearing that if he was coming back, it was going to be for Tampa Bay. And I don't know if family starts to factor in. Here's another thing that Tom is going to find out. And, and I went through this myself at a similar age with that Tom is going to go through this. When you decide to come home, your kids are at an age where they have lives. They're not waiting around for daddy. They have friends. They have a social life. They're going to be going to camp, and they're going to have sleepovers, and they're not waiting for you. They're not four. And when I went home leaving ESPN, my kids were 9 through 15. Well, they had lives. I went home, and no one was at home. Paulie came over, and he goes, where's everybody? I go, I said the same thing. Where are they? And Tom's going to go through this. Plus, you, you have to share custody. Like, there's a lot of things that are going on. Do you want to go back on the road? Do you want to be on the road 20 uh, weeks out of the year? You know, uh, probably three or four days at a time covering a game. You got seven months off. And then are you going to get back in and, uh, you know, be a, a Fox broadcaster? So there's a lot of things. But you have to close one door to open up. You can't have both doors open. And he closed the one door, he opened the other one, and that other one is the rest of his life. But he's played football, what, 23 years? And then there's 22 years where he hadn't played football. He's had three Hall of Fame careers within one career. Super Bowls in his 20s, 30s, and 40s. Nothing left to prove, but we've been saying that for years. He's got nothing left to prove. It's like LeBron. Now, LeBron has nothing left to prove. I mean, he might to some Jordan fans, 
But, you know, he wants to stay and play with his son in the NBA. Therefore, he's going to continue to play a couple more years. And now he's saying it, but we, we listen to those who are at a certain age where you go, they're usually retired for a couple of years. And now, because of Brady, we're like, yeah, okay, you want to play to your 41, 42? Aaron Rodgers, 39? Sure. Brady, if he came back, we'd have no problem with that. He'd be like, all right, yeah. Well, yeah, Marv. So has Tom Brady changed the expectations on quarterbacks now where you're at, you know, 37, 38, and you're like, well, Brady was at an MVP level at 44. 40 is not a big deal anymore. But I remember, and look, I scoffed at it when he said he wanted to play till he was 45. I, I just didn't know if you want – there's so much that goes into playing at that position at a high level. Are you willing to commit to that? And that's what I wondered. Not could he play, it's the commitment. Because he's never been fast. He's got a better-than-average arm. And now it's just the mental process of, can I outsmart you guys? And I thought that he could do all those things. I just didn't know if he wanted to commit that much. Having children, young children, and another child who's in New York City, uh, I, I didn't know. That's the hard part. Yeah, Paul. I always thought that Brady played deep into his 40s, almost as like a uh, proof of concept of the TB12 brand as sure, well. Yeah. I, just part of it. Sure. Because he's like, hey, I'm not just selling a product. I'm just not selling powder or something like that. Look at it. I look better. I'm feeling better. I'm throwing the ball just as well at 44 as I was at 24. I, he, he would say in interviews that he was in better shape at 44 than 24 because he knew, knew more. And I, I looked at that as almost like I'm the experiment for my brand. But then TB12 didn't look like TB12 this season because he looked thin. He looked, you know, almost frail from everything that was going on there. Yeah, Marv. He's like the hair club for men president. Yeah, like, not, you know, not only a client, I'm the president. Mm. He's like, you know what, TB12, look at, look at me, guys. Yeah. You guys can do it, You too. can look just like this. No, not you, Todd. Yes, Paul. Who was it that caught Brady's touchdown pass last year? Didn't he throw it into the stands? Mike was it Evans? Mike Evans? So uh, Cameron Brait, the tight end for the uh, Buccaneers, caught Brady's last touchdown pass, the fourth quarter touchdown against the Cowboys. It appears that Brait held onto the ball. He didn't throw it in the stands. You can't really see on camera what he did with the ball when he walks back, but he's holding it. He doesn't spike it Ooh, nor throw it to a ref. Nice. So it's either with Cameron Brait or with someone on the uh, Buccaneer staff would Ooh. be my guess. Here's another bonus about Cameron Brait. Okay. He's the one who caught the Super Bowl trophy from the other boat when Brady, a drunken <laughs> Brady, a tequila-soaked Brady, threw the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat at the uh, boat parade. Yeah. Cameron Brait's the guy who caught that. That's a good place in history. Yeah, yeah, Marv. I did have one question about uh, Brady's jersey retirement. Mm -hmm. When do the Patriots do that for him? Or will Belichick be like, you guys should just wait. <laughs> he can wait like everyone else. I, I don't know. I don't know, the, you know for each team how long it would take to do that. Do the Buccaneers retire number 12? Without question. Okay. Patriots retire number 12? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see uh, him accomplish a little bit more, but uh, yeah, we can retire number 12. It's, it's fleece vest night. They can't bump that. A <laughs> couple of phone calls in here. Tom in North Carolina. Hi, Tom. Thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Good morning, Dan. Dan Ants. Hey, bud. Yeah, I got a question about the 49ers, but first, I want to go out on the limb. Brian in uh, L.A. calling in with Super Bowl tickets is probably going to shoot to the top of the MVC list. So James and Virginia probably need to step his game up. 
Yeah, most valuable caller, Brian Cranston, called in, and he's got two tickets that he's given away. So seats, airfare, two nights, you get to meet Brian Cranston, and uh, all the proceeds go to Big Brother, uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. Brian Cranston, biggame.com. Cost you $5 to enter, and he called in out of nowhere and said, I got two tickets, and I'd love to give them away if we can raise some money. But uh, you're right about that. Most valuable caller might be Brian Cranston already, Tom. What else? So, uh, yeah, so with Sean Payton going to fix uh, Russell Wilson in Denver, uh, the 49ers <laughs> looked like they lost twice in one day. They lost D'Amico Ryan, their defensive coordinator, and lost potential Tom Brady in one day. So what's the future look like for the 49ers? All right. I think it still looks good. I don't know if the Niners bring in someone like Brian Flores, but I, I would still feel good about my future. I would have felt a whole lot better if Brady was going to come in for one year. If, if Brock Purdy is going to miss, you know, maybe nine months here. Uh, Nate in Michigan. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today? Hi, good morning. Uh, 6'1", 170. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a newer caller, so I, I just have a quick, uh, I don't even know if it's a stat, but um, I, I noticed, you know, we got Frank Wright and uh, Janico Ryans. Add them to Dan Campbell, and now we have three head coaches who, our coaching teams that they used to play for, and we might have Jeff Saturday added to that, so there has to be some kind of record there. And I was wondering if you guys thought there might be any potential uh, players or former players who would make a good coach for their former team. Well, I'd have to look at it uh, with the help of uh, some people who, who do that for a living. But, yeah, that'd be – if Saturday does get the job and it does feel like that owner wants Jeff Saturday to be the head coach. You know, you bring in the people that you're supposed to interview for the Rooney Rule, like you do all the things you're supposed to do. And I go back to that press conference when Jim Ursay was glowing, you know, giving verbal bouquets to Jeff Saturday, and you guys don't know, and he's my kind of guy. And I went, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, I got a lot of guys who I consider my guy, and they do great things, but I know what they can do and not do. Uh but he was like, that sounds like he is going to bring Jeff Saturday back. Uh, let's see. Jorge in Los Angeles. Hey, Jorge. Hi, good morning, Dan. Uh, 5'10 and a Gordo 240. I uh, <laughs> want, want to know uh, what do you think if Gronk will get in the, the, uh, the Hall of Fame before uh, Brady? Uh, let's see. Uh, did Gronk officially retire? Well, well you, the old putting your paperwork thing doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Gronk last played last year, so he would be eligible one year before Brady. I can't imagine Gronk's not first ballot. Yeah. 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 Unless Travis Kelsey continues to do what he's doing, and then we're going, you know, maybe Gronk is, uh, you know, not, not the best tight end of all time. He's still first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, Paul. You always say they're producing a show. Maybe the Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah. writers should keep Gronk out for a year. So and have him going with Brady? Yeah. And then they throw a pass to each Good other. Good team. It writes yeah. itself. And then J.J. Watt sacks Brady. Oh, J.J. J.J. <laughs> should not have to wait five years. Uh, Dennis in Oregon. Hi, Dennis. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. I just wanted to call in and uh, say that I woke up this morning to Greeny going to Zero Peace, breaking news with the Tom Brady. <laughs> so I go to uh, my phone to charge it and look on YouTube, and I saw that uh, the great Ozzy Osbourne canceled the 2023 tour. Yep. 
and I was just kind of comparing arguable goats in different disciplines and love him, hate him. You can't deny Ozzy. All right. Thank you, well, thank you, Dennis. Yeah, I saw where Ozzy probably won't be able to tour ever again and uh, just said that uh, physically not able to do that. I was not the biggest Ozzy Osbourne fan, but I, I did appreciate his personality. I, I, loved, I loved when he did his show. You know, when, when Sharon! And had those little puppies, dogs that leave accidents. In the... What are the crackers? I need some crackers. Sharon! But, uh, He's 74 years old, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Well, 74 in rock and roll years. Right. You know, you're 94. Yeah, like a dog. It's, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I, I never saw Sabbath in concert. Uh, there, there was a whole group of metal that I, I never saw. And I, this is when I went through my, my snobby years of nobody measures up to, the, uh, to uh, Led Zeppelin. Therefore, I'm not going to lower myself to go listen to them. Missed out on a few. Yes, Mark. Did you tell people to stay in their lane when they talked about Led Zeppelin? No, no, I, I it wasn't that. <laughs> I, I don't know if everybody got caught up in the Stones and the Beatles, and I got all that. But Zeppelin to me was, you know, that was rock and roll. That was that was Stones are the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Beatles are the greatest, you know, musical phenomenon of all time. But Zeppelin, as far as rock and roll, you know, heavy metal, you know, that was a big deal. So I kind of, I, I, you know, I, I stood on that hill for a long, long time. Yeah, Mark. Is Led Zeppelin, Kevin Durant, and the Stones and the Beatles are Jordan and LeBron? Mm. Like, man, they're really good. Mm. But, hey, mm. who, who would like to guard him? Neither one of them. <laughs> guard them. Okay. Robert Plant could not guard John Lennon. Oh, Not in the post. Robert Plant would dominate him. Really? John Bonham would be setting picks. Oh, He'd yeah. be hurting people. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, no one else is doing this today. No, they're not. No, and we shouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I always get these these musical experts like, you know, that okay. I, I don't know the the technicality of certain things that certain people do. But I did see these bands in concert. So it's not where I go, oh, I opened up Cream Magazine and I fell in love with, uh, you know, this band. I actually saw them. Yes, Paul. I did hear, hear an interview with Dave Grohl from Nirvana, Foo Fighters. He said John Bonham was his rock drummer because he made it sound like the drums were one of the stars of the show, not, not filler in any way. It was a really good interview. Nobody plays the drums like John did. There are others who played better, I'm sure. But nobody played in a more reckless manner, physical manner, than John Bonham did. What's that? That's all. Yeah, Mark. Did, uh, I saw a clip once. Led Zeppelin was taking, like, smoke breaks, and the drummer was out there just killing oh, for, like, 20 minutes or no, 30 it, minutes. Yeah, he did. Or something like that. Yeah, John Bonham did a 27-minute 20, solo, dazed and confused. It wasn't good. Okay, just saying. I, I was at a, a show that Zeppelin had, and you go, oh, my God, he's going to keep playing. And it was, I think 27 minutes is the, uh, the solo. Yeah, Paul. And John Bonham, like a respectable rock star, know to die early, leave a good legacy. Yeah, yeah. You want to be old. True. Let me take a break. Our good buddy Marcellus Wiley give us his thoughts, not only on Brady retiring, but the coaching hires. Which one does he like more? What Denver did, what the Texans did. We're back after this. Seaton stopped in South Bend, Indiana. And I said, well, if you're stopping in South Bend, going to Notre Dame, you got to go see our friends at TireRack.com slash Dan. It's TireRack. And they tell you what you need 
You tell them how you drive, where you drive, what you drive. They have the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Answer a few questions. Get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how and what and where you drive. They got the full lineup of great tires there. They got the uh, Bredestein tires, test results, tire ratings. You can skip the waiting room in a lot of places. Now, they have over 10,000 recommended installers. In a lot of areas, they offer mobile tire installation. So a tire rack technician brings the tires to your home or office, installs them on site. The ultimate game changer. TireRack.com slash Dan. And see for yourself, great people. You're going to love the passion, the knowledge, the experience. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and unlock your potential. Now you can do your own thing, be your own boss, live out your own dreams. Capable, versatile, a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van can help drive your ambitions as far as you want to take them. You still have time to enter the contest to win the Sprinter van. Seton's taken cross-country. Go to danpatrick.com, and you'll uh, check out the rules there. Doesn't cost you anything, and uh, sign up, and it'll be a week from Friday. We'll announce it when we're in Arizona. Marcellus Wiley, part of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network, his weekly show, a unique journey around the sports, entertainment, cultural landscape. It's called More To It with Marcellus Wiley, wherever you listen to your podcast. Tom Brady's announcement, your reaction was what two hours ago? 
Uh, my reaction, the first one, no lie, was deja vu. Like, we've been here before. Um, obviously, it's an emotional time for anybody who plays the game of football, especially at the level of greatness of Tom Brady. Uh, you still see two teams fighting for what we all fought for, which is that championship. And Tom Brady, obviously, the winner of seven of those, is thinking in this moment he feels a void. He feels an absence. But I think this one is real. Um, one, because he's just been through so much. It's like, how much more toothpaste can you squeeze out the tube? So I really believe that he's being authentic in this moment. That said, it really made me reflect because I was on the field and I was literally four inches away, it felt like, Dan, from sacking Tom Brady when he threw his first career passing touchdown against my San Diego Chargers. I saw the video like a year ago. Someone sent it to me. I come around the corner and I'm coming, I'm coming. He launches the ball, his first touchdown ever. And it made me reflect <laughs> because I'm a starter in the league. Like I replaced Bruce Smith before Tom Brady got on the field. Then we had a career simultaneously. Then I retired from football, <laughs> became a media personality, and pivoted out of like traditional media and is sitting here with you, Dan, right now. <laughs> and he still was playing football. Like it's just unreal to see that level of greatness. But is it tougher to get to the point to announce your retirement or actual retirement? Oh, great question. I think the toughest part is getting to that place. Like, coming up with all of the pros and cons because that's what's so tiring i remember i went through this process much lower level but i was playing with the dallas cowboys that was the first time it entered my head like i'm coming down the hill and i think i might want to accelerate this i think it's over and i was talking to darren woodson my my teammate at the time who said once you start thinking about retirement you're basically retired and it's a process because you're weighing the good with the bad with the reality that once you say it's over, it is truly over. You die a football death. You've been doing it since you were eight years old. It's the best job in the world. It's a man's and childhood dream coming together. And you're sitting there like, I'm about to say no to this. Like they're not forcing you out. You actually going to raise your hand and say, I'll tap out. The toughest thing is getting to that place where you raise your hand. And you were 33. Yeah, young man. And I had to, Dan, I, I got dropped into the real world, didn't know which way was up. Thankfully, I found media, but I really reflect on moments like that because you just don't know what to do. My whole life was an itinerary. And all of a sudden, I'm out here with all these choices, had $5 in my pocket, and didn't know which way was up, but I finally found my way. Talking to Marcellus Wiley, the former NFL All Pro defensive and you know, that life after football and trying to, and, and I mentioned this, if Tom Brady is going to find an attachment to football, going out to the games is so much more important, I think, for him than being in the studio. Because oh, absolutely. You, that's as close as you get. He can go out and actually prepare for both opponents. And, yeah. you know, that's why I thought Drew Brees missed out. He was in, you know, in a sterile environment in the studio you had just retired, and then you tried to go out and call games, and it didn't work out. But when you're in that moment, like Tony Romo, when you get in that moment, like you're excited, you're you know, it's as close as you get to playing. But you know, Terry and Howie and those guys are in the studio, and it's you know probably tough to get that you know energy, that momentum, uh, that fire, that fight in you. Yeah, I had this 
uh, discussion. I won't call it an argument with Mike Tarico one day. We were at the airport just talking for a few minutes. And um, he loves going to the games because of the energy, because of exactly what you said, the thrill of like preparing for both sides. And this is a guy who didn't play, right? So for Tom Brady, you can see the pros of that. But let me give you the flip side of that coin because my my thoughts were I love the studio. Why? Because I can go to the studio. I have structure. I have my set times. I'm in. I'm out. That's it. It's simple. I'm still a part of the game. Mm. I still get to express my passion, but I'm not traveling the entire country, the entire world like I've been doing for the last 20 years. So some guys just want to ease up on the travel and those demands and just still be a part of the game. So we were just talking about pros and cons. One of the cons of actually calling games is you have to go where the games are. And sometimes when you're retired, just want to sit back and relax. All right. Uh, The D'Amico Ryan's hire in Houston and you had Sean Payton in uh, Denver. Which one uh, excites you the most? Oh, Sean Payton in Denver. Uh, because of the apprehension in this one. Like if you heard the reports, there were conflicting reports about how the meeting went in Denver, how he got along with ownership in Denver. And then uh, D'Amico Ryans was a candidate, but he wasn't in Denver. And to me, that just reeks of apprehension. And I tell you why, I think it's Sean Payton looking at Russell Wilson and looking at this dynamic because it was a ready-made Super Bowl roster before Russell. All they needed was a competent quarterback. And they thought they got a competent quarterback, but they didn't get that last year out of Russell Wilson. So if you're Sean Payton, who everyone loves, he's the best thing going. Do you want to go to a situation where when you do a proper evaluation, Russell Wilson isn't who Russell Wilson's supposed to be? Russell Wilson has been whispered about for many years in Seattle. Hey, he's not the leader y'all think he is. Hey, he's not the offensive firepower weapon you think he is. He doesn't throw the ball like you think he does. Not on schedule, not reliable. And everyone was saying that, and mm. we used to slight them because we were like, oh, you're just mad because Russell's so successful. But now you look back, running game, top in the league, defense, top in the league when he had his most success. When they said, here are the keys, the car kind of went off the track, went off the road. Okay. As do you think, and the words being used is fix, can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? No, can't fix Russell Wilson. What you got to do is dress Russell Wilson up. You got to give him the proper assets, resources. They have players. What you have to do is give him the scheme. You got to give him the system that he wants to play in. Being real, evaluating Russell Wilson, he licks his chops when the plays break down. Now, last year, he didn't have success when the plays were breaking down. But typically, Russell Wilson will look at a play, call that play, and hope that play doesn't work so Russell Wilson can now be Russell Wilson. Like, he activates when the play breaks down in structure. That's a problem. That's not reliable. That's not predictable. Mm. An offensive coordinator is pulling his hair out like, dude, I called this flat pattern, and here you go scrambling around. Yeah, you completed the post, but how often can we call the flat that turns into the post. We have to stick to the script. And I think that's the most difficult thing about Russell. He doesn't stick to the script. That's impossible to fix. Got to just dress it up. He did stick to the script on this date in 2015 when Malcolm Butler had the interception. Ah, don't do that, man. You imagine being on that team, Dan. I mean, no one ever wants to blame one guy for it, except, you know, when we watched the Ohio State kicker, everyone's like, yo, you did that. But outside of that, you never want to blame one guy for one thing. 
But if I were a Seahawk, I'd be looking at Russell Wilson like, brother, uh, you and Pete Carroll, who called this? Why did we do that? Lose the Super Bowl over one play? That's that's horrible. Okay, take me back, or at least what your thought was, Joseph Asai chasing Patrick Mahomes. You're taught to those guys up front. You you get paid by hitting the quarterback. You, your job is to hit the quarterback, get to the quarterback. How hard is it to pull up in a situation like that? Yeah, great point. I talked about it on the podcast in the sense of people don't know what maniacal is, don't know what maniacal looks like. I played with guys who were so laser singularly focused that when they saw color, they would hit color, no matter where the color was. This <laughs> Rodney Harrison, goodness. I have scars on my back still for Rodney Harrison just coming in the pile. Like, I don't care what happened. I don't care if I heard the whistle. I'm still going to see color and hit color, right? So in that sense, I was never that guy. And that's in part why I wasn't as great as some of those guys. I always was thinking on the field. I was always calculating on the field. Oh, he's coming close to out of bounds. Let up, Wiley. Versus Rodney, who's like, I don't even see out of bounds. Everything's blurry. I just see meat. I'm about to eat. So what's difficult in that moment is some guys are wired to just go all out, go all in. And some guys are not. But the guys who are wired like that make more plays than not. Joseph Asai is a good player. Like, he makes plays sideline to sideline. So it's very difficult based on the wiring. Charles Woodson says, I'm wrong. We talked about this. He's like, look, I don't give a damn how good, how great you are. You know the game. You know the rules. And you know when to hit them. That said, some guys just don't. They just go at it. You talked about uh, on the podcast how LeBron James is embracing nepotism. You want to explain? Yeah, Yeah, I have to. Um, One, his son's at Sierra Canyon his last year. Sons ranked like 40th in the country, which is amazing, but he still takes criticism because he's a LeBron son, and I guess he's not number one. Point being, McDonald's All-American game, he gets invited, but he's 40, and they only take the top 24. So all of a sudden, everyone's coming at Bronny James for like, how'd you get in the game? Well, you know how he got in the game, dummy. His daddy <laughs> name, it's like a Peyton Eli with an Archie attached. Like, yeah, that's going to help you as it should. And I think finally I'm starting to see from LeBron James some of his remarks. Like he understands what nepotism is. One of the things I hate about culture at large is that they actually want us to accept that we shouldn't like nepotism. When as a parent, What do you think I'm working for? What do you think I'm doing this for? It's not for my son or daughter to be born on third base. It's for them to stay on home plate, don't even have to circle the bases. (laughs) Like, dude, I've given them the world and let them fail forward. And if they are, oh, my God, those are some brats. I'll take a successful brat as a child. But the point is, you got to open up as many doors as you can. I'm starting to see that with LeBron, finally. Would you have said to your son, "Don't, don't go to the game? Like, could you see the logic if you say, hey, you know what? You didn't deserve it. I, I you know, we got to work on your game. Like, I, I'm just spitballing here of, you know, these are all teaching moments here. And, and what are you teaching? What do you want to teach in a situation like that? Yeah, I, I would have never told them to not go to the game because I think the meritocracy that we're all subscribing to, especially you and I, old school it's out the window. It's gone. Like it's always laced with a little bit of luck, a little bit of favoritism, agenda, whatever you want to call it. 
And I want my child to understand that that's a part of the equation. So don't ever go into a situation. I give you this story to, to really bring it home. I was in the emissions department at Columbia when they were looking at new emissions and new prospects and 4.0. 1600 GP uh SAT 4.0 1600 SAT left and right denied 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 what were they looking for more than just that something more than just the objective number so you need more to your resume even to get into college extracurricular activities be on a sports program etc same thing in life like you got to have more than just I could ball and I think Bronny Campbell, he qualifies, but more so he brings big business to the game, which will make everyone happy. And, and I bring this up all the time, and it drives, I think, part of my fan base crazy. You know, we put on TV shows. You know, the, the, the playoffs are a TV show, all-star games, you know, the, the Heisman, everything. It's a TV show, and you have to look, look at it through that lens. March Madness. It's a TV show. Oh, how did that coach you know, match up against now his former team? It's a TV show. That's what you're selling to America. And I, it feels like the more you embrace it, the more at least you understand what is going on now. Exactly, man. We all care how the medicine tastes, right? And sometimes people become purists. No, no, no. All I want is the game and that's it. Top 24. That's all I want to see. No, you don't. You want it laced with something that is going to be easier to digest, easier to consume, easier to watch. No lie. I am now going to watch. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> because Bronny James is yes, playing. Yes. And that's no slight to the top 24 players. <laughs> I don't even know who is the number one player, but I know who number 40 is, and that's who got my attention. I'm watching Bronny. Uh, great to talk to you. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you. We'll see you next week. Let's do it, brother. Take All right. care, Dan. Marcellus Wiley, former All-Pro defensive end, the uh, host of the podcast on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. It's entitled More To It, and that's exactly who Marcellus is. Went from Compton to Columbia University. Quite a journey. Quite a guy. A lot of fun. All right. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow right after this. Today's episode of the Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. And you'll do anything to protect your family, right? Of course you would. Well, Simply Safe makes it easier to do it. They protect every inch of your home. Advanced security tech powered by 24-7 professional monitoring. There's no contracts to sign, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople. Simply Safe's professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology. In an emergency, if they capture critical evidence, verify the threat is real, you get a higher speed. Spot on the priority police dispatch list. Simply Safe is designed with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring. Also, U.S. News and World Report gave it a three peat. The last three years, best home security system. I love the app that they have. You can unlock, lock the doors, access your cameras, arm, disarm your system from anywhere. It's going to cost just under a dollar a day. Simply Safe. Simply Safe Home Security and tell them we sent you. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, 
and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This day in sports history, last call for phone calls. Our, our good buddy, former quarterback Mark Sanchez, will be on the program tomorrow. Always enjoy talking to him. 877-3DP-SHOW. Also, we got a new segment. It's called How Nuts Is That? Yeah, Danny. You excited about this one? Yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but Paulie goes, How Nuts Is That? And I go, what? He goes, no, it's the new segment on the show called How Nuts Is That? That's how we do it around here. Not even the host knows what's coming next. Brought to you by D's Nuts. Brought to you by D's Nuts. Not the official sponsor. Still for business. All right, Dan, I want to give you a story, a real true story. And you guys from a level of 1 to 10, tell me, how nuts is that? Because Fritzy always says this when we'll I'll say a story, and Todd will go, how nuts is that? I do say that. Okay. So Todd is the inspiration. There was a JV basketball game in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. The Churchland JV basketball team was on the road uh, in Suffolk against Nansamund River. It was a JV basketball game. Okay. Now, there's a player on the team who was uh, about 14 years old, and she had a conflict and couldn't attend the game. So they were down to only four players for the game. So they had the option to forfeit the game. You cannot play with four players. They couldn't find a substitute. And they went with option C, Dan. 22-year-old assistant coach Arlisha Boykins decided <laughs> to suit up for the game, actually impersonating the 13-year-old player who played for the Truckers, the Churchland JV team. She checked into the game, is on the road. They never played this team before. Wearing the kid's jersey, under the kid's name, checked into the game, proceeded to dominate the opposition... The head coach of the varsity was also there and was in on it. The JV head coach, uh, and along with the varsity basketball team head coach, had both been fired. Uh, the JV coach 
chose to do this before the game, before they went on the road. How nuts is that? Okay, we're moments away from that. Oh. <laughs> she played in the game. The, the varsity coach approved the move. And the opposing team had no idea, even when they were getting slaughtered by this 22-year-old who was mm-hmm. 10 years older. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local reports say that the assistant coach and the head coach are no longer employees of the Portsmouth School District anymore. How nuts is that? Yeah, on a level of 1 to 10, how nuts is that to for a 22-year-old assistant coach to pretend to be a 13-year-old? Not a playoff game, Dan. A random JV game. How do you think you're going to get away with this? The video, here's how they got caught. Initially in the game, the game was played without incident. No one noticed. The kids on the uh, violating team did not rat out their assistant coach because they were under orders from the coach. The video got out there, and they see this 22-year-old dominating a bunch of 15-year-olds. Yeah, I thought it was Candace Parker running up and down the floor. (laughs) Yeah, and it got out. Um, The one negative thing about this story is the team may have to forfeit the game and its season because of this because they run cahoots, as they say. But How nuts is that? How nuts is that? That's chock full of nuts. I'm going to give that an 8.4. Wow, that's high. Yeah. That is unacceptable I'd behavior. Eight, I'd give it eight nuts out of ten. Eight nuts. Yeah. There you go. Stay with the pick. <laughs> Marvin, where are your nuts at on this one? All over the place, but I'll say it's, I'm going to go with a nine. No, nine nuts. Okay. How does this How happen where the varsity coach goes, hey, the assistant coach goes, varsity coach, I got an idea. Instead of the forfeit, I'll put on a 13-year-old's jersey and play. Why didn't they get somebody from the varsity team, tell the opposing coach, look, we don't want to forfeit, or we'll forfeit, but we want our kids to be able to play in this game. We're going to bring down one of our players from the varsity. Honesty is the best policy. Thank you. Good for you. How nuts is that? <laughs> That's, That's the first nuts. episode of How Nuts Is That? How nuts is that? It's going to catch on. Crush that. Yes. Tom in Arizona. Tom, good morning. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. I, uh, I honestly think uh, I might have been your twin brother given away to a Dutch family. Uh, and my birth certificate says May 16, 1956. But in hearing and talking to your stories or hearing your stories about uh, the Stones being your favorite uh, band, yeah. and now when you selected Todd Rudnan's Beat on the Drum, yeah. if before that, I had that already listed as my... Uh, going away retirement song. So there's this all these stories you have. I, I really believe I was just shipped off to a, hmm. a Dutch family in, in uh, California. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. I'm going to have to explain some things. My birthday was May 15th, not May 16th. So if we're twins, then you were, you, know, you waited a little while. You were born at uh, like 1201. Uh, Joe in Oregon. So I got Tom in Arizona. He's a long lost brother. Uh, hi, Joe. Hey, Dan. Good morning, man. Good morning. Um, well, I wanted to hit on two things real quick. Uh, Brady has obviously had an unbelie- unbelievable life and career. That being said, I kind of wish things had went a little better for him last year, and that's coming from somebody that's never been a fan of his. My second point is my Eagles beating him in the Super Bowl made it even more special than than it was anyway. And it would be so sweet to beat the future GOAT for our second <laughs> Super Bowl. Go. All right. Thank you, Joe. Uh, you didn't really beat Brady that day. He threw for 500 yards against you. He had the, you know, and, and nearly pulled that off. Brandon Graham strip uh, sack there. But uh, I don't think Brady threw an interception. He threw for 500 yards against you. Yes, yes, Paul. I just found a negative about the Brady retirement. 
Um, in 2023, they're bringing back the creamsicle uniforms with oh. the white helmets and the whole and full creamsicle. Brady's going to miss out on that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Wow. But we have the mural in the uh, man cave where I wanted it painted where it would be Brady and the uh, creamsicle. Yes, Marv. You know, he should just come back as an honorary captain for that game Ooh. in full yes. uniform. I like that. Nice. Uh, this stay in sports history, Pauline. Dan, you did them all earlier. I think we pretty much got all of them. I do have one that was fun. Okay. Hold, please. All right. Uh, 1962, the National League moved to a 162-game schedule. 1968, Vince Lombardi resigned as a coach of the Green Bay Packers. And, of course, Tom Brady in, 19, in 2015 set the Super Bowl record with 37 completions. On this date, in 2014, Ray Guy, first punter selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Adam Silver became the NBA commissioner. Also on this date, 1984, David Stern became the NBA commissioner. The palaver. The palaver. <laughs> And he lived up to his name. He was David Stern. Todd, what'd you learn today? Tom Brady just had to announce his second retirement today, taking attention away from the Broncos <laughs> hire of Sean Payton. Boo. Marv. Robert Plant would dominate John Lennon. Yes, in the post. Pauling. David Indecisive would be bad name for a commissioner. The hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini, trading cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show for instant classics. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards. Rare inserts and more. Start or continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. Thanks for joining us. A lot of fun today. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, the all-around support. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.